There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles, and I have a special guest today. I'm not Trey. She's not Trey. (laughs) I'm Lori Gaska. So I have Lori Gaska on the show. Lori has been a very good friend of mine for quite a while. I first met Lori in 2010, walked into your house with a migraine. A migraine and another friend that was like hawking up a lung. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. She was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I remember, no. and and you've you've not you're kind of a germ. You're not really a germaphobe. No, but no. maybe just not somebody like coughing. Like I mean, right. I don't I don't prefer to have phlegm coughed in my face. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, but. What I remember the most is when I first walked in, I haven't been able to use candles since forever. And when I first walked in, I remember your house smelled so good. And since then, I've been following you along this journey of detoxing our home and living yeah. a healthy lifestyle. Actually, I think that first day I rubbed oils on your sweaty toes. Yes. <laughs> to try to help your migraine. To help my migraine. And I put peppermint oil that you gave me in my my water canteen and my hydro flask. And actually, I don't think we use hydro flask then. It was just some other thing. But I put the peppermint oil in there and I remember I tasted it for days. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to order essential oils then. So I went ahead and got them, but we were so broke. I think you let me even borrow the money. Oh, maybe. I think you maybe. did, which you didn't do with really no. anybody. So I saw potential in you, Amy. I guess as well. <laughs> so, but then I went home and I sold some stuff. Sold some stuff. Sounds like Dumb and Dumber. And I got the money and then I paid you back as fast as I could because I don't like I don't like borrowing from people. And if they yeah. do let me borrow, I'm like super thankful. And but I want to give them back. And actually, money. you sharing over the years with all the people that you've shared with has paid me back in dividends. So there you go. Thank you. There you go. You were worth the investment. I don't know if I ever told you, but I went down to Whole Foods because I am so impatient and ADD that I couldn't wait on my order. And I went and picked up a peppermint essential oil that they had there. And then I put it in my water and it was terrible. I like mm-hmm. gagged. It was like, this is not the same thing. Why anyway, does that not surprise me? I know. I, I'm like, <laughs> I, I want it now. I'm the type that if I buy a shirt, like I want to put it on before I even leave the store. Me too. Yeah. And if I give a gift to someone and they don't use it right away, I feel like they don't like it. Yeah. That's probably a whole nother episode. 
Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Let's dig into that, Lori. Exactly. So through the years, Lori, you taught me from the get-go to start really embracing my relationship with our Heavenly Father and get up in the morning and journal. Like You were the first person to teach me that. And now I have stacks of journals, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. And I was reading through your recent blog post about fear, and I love what it was talking about with the journaling and how you basically communicate and and deepen your relationship with God. And you can do that through journaling. Tell us a little bit about your journey and where you've been, because you've worn many different hats through the years. I have, and that is a loaded question. That could we could go on for days, but we'll keep it short for the listener's sake. So I've been journaling. Let's start with that. I've been journaling since I was in high school, and I no one really ever told me how to do that. I just always felt like there was so much in my head that needed to come out. Over the years, I've just I probably really censored what I wrote and put on paper, thinking somebody's going to see this someday or whatever. And over the years, I've just given that all up, and it's just uncensored train of thought, whatever it is, I put it on paper. And it helps so much to take it from between my ears to paper, just Mm -hmm. to release some of that. But yeah, my life, gosh, I grew up in a really small town, not far from where we are right now, Cold Spring, Texas, 500 people. I left there when I was 18, went to the University of Texas. My first class there was larger than my whole town. So it was quite a culture shock. And wake-up call for me. Fast forward, moved to Mexico after college, met my husband, who is from Washington State, but was there learning Spanish. We got married. Well, we got engaged in two months, got got married. We've been married for 28 years, four beautiful children. And over the course of those years, we've had relationship ups and downs. We've had trials, tribulations. I've done every entrepreneurial thing that could possibly be done. That's just in my blood and it always has been. But what it always comes back to me with is just empowerment and empowering women specifically, girls, young women, old women, it doesn't matter. I just want women to be comfortable in the skin that they have the body they've been given, the life they've been given, and to know that they are uniquely created for a purpose. And that's what they should use to just step into what they're being called to do. And that's, and I have had a vision since I was very young, a very clear vision of standing on a stage and inspiring and empowering a large group of women. And I've had those opportunities from business yeah. to stand in front of lots of women, but I haven't really stepped into that calling completely yet where it's more relationship with Christ focused. And that's where I know he's calling me. It's beautiful. And through the years you've had, like you said, you've had those moments, but we would have these. So Lori is my leader in Young Living and we have these, you know, large groups of uh, customer base and this large customer base that we have wants to better their health. So there would be events that would be put on for all of those people to learn more how to be healthy, whether it's physical health, mental health, spiritual health, financial relationships, whatever. We would do these big events and Lori was just the master at putting these together. And you would have these moments where you were you were able to really, really shine and talk about these things that would just help build us up as women. But that wasn't necessarily the sole purpose of the events. So 
over the years, you've the past couple of years, you've merged into kind of a new role, well, actually a very new role, and you are now the founder of the Grove Workspace in the Woodlands. Tell us about that. Well, that we won't go into how that was all birthed, but some of that was birthed from first a change in life for me because I was getting close to 50, which is kind of a pivotal age for people, women especially, I think. You kind of wake up one morning and go, okay, I have literally lived half my life, so more than half probably. So what is the next half going to look like? And you start to lose some of those filters and you start to lose some of those things that are holding you back. Sometimes it means relationship changes, job changes, career changes, family changes, whatever. But you just start realizing it's now or never. Like I got to do something that's going to make a difference, leave a legacy, impact people for good. And it also came out of a little bit of a hurt with something that had happened with with business. And so sometimes those hurts can spur us into another area that we would have never had if everything would have just stayed good. Yeah. You know? And so I needed a place to work. I needed a place to get out of my house. I had grown a very successful young living business working from home. Oh my gosh, you know, working from home serves such a great purpose, especially when you have little kids, like just to be able to have an income coming in and still be present in your kids' lives. But they were all getting older. And as I was getting to 50, it was also a time where I had to start really looking at like some serious flaws, I think, in my character as far as anger and sadness and anxiety and depression and those things that nobody wants to talk about. And I was just really ready to start living a more joy-filled, peaceful life. And I know there's some anxiety history in my family. There's some depression history in my family. And I have seen people that I love kind of live the last of their life sitting on a couch. Yeah. And it really, I didn't want to do that. Like it was, it was really discouraging to me, but I knew I had the tendency to because I could get in a dark day and never want to get out of the bed, not want to get dressed. So I had to have a reason to get up and get going. So I started this workplace because I needed a place to go work, but I needed a reason to get up and get going in the morning. And it's been a little more than two years and countless new relationships have been formed. Countless women have come through the doors. It's just, we expanded twice during covid Because women want that community. Our workspace is a traditional workspace by definition. People come in, bring their computer, they sit down, they they work, kind of like a coffee shop environment, but with good Wi-Fi and printing uh, capabilities. And the coffee's free. The coffee's free, but they're lacking community and they're lacking true connection. And that's what I'm seeing more than anything is that especially, you know, as entrepreneurs, we can be very into ourselves. We can be very much solo, do it alone, yeah. not look for the team, and we're missing such a huge part of life. And the Grove is more than just a collective workspace for women. It is a place where people are truly building relationships because it's it's beyond, like, that's the surface level. But the mm-hmm. beyond that, what you're creating has been amazing to watch because you have put together events, more workshops where people can come together. And then, of course, you've been doing your blog, and which brings us to what I wanted to talk about today, too, was fear. So since I've known you, you have come up with kind of an overall theme for every single year, mm-hmm. and you have a word 
And I don't think you're really an ADD person because I would forget my word by the second week of the I'm month. I'm not saying I hold to it all year. <laughs> I, to, but to me, it seems like you hold to it. So oh, good. would fear be or well, actually, what my, is your my, word for Okay, so my word this year is what brought me to address fear. And my word is intentional because I can't count the number of hours that I have been absorbed in my phone or absorbed into social media or time killers, things that are just stealing my time, that are taking my life away from me and all the people around me. And I know that probably everybody listening can relate to this. And so I started with just being intentional with my time just being intentional with my time, being intentional with how I spend my money, being intentional with my relationships that I develop, being intentional, just intentional. And in that thought, every morning for the past three or four weeks, as soon as my I open my eyes, the first three words I hear are put me first. And so I started putting the Lord first every morning. It is... I'm a Christian. I've had a relationship with him for a really long time, and it's gone up and down, and it's been stagnant, and it's been great, and it's been, you know, all the things, but it's probably the first time in my life that every single day without fail, I have spent time with him. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. And he has been revealing places of fear in my life. Like, where are you fearful? Well, and I love that you wrote in your blog post If you don't know where you have fear in your life, there could be fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of what people think, fear of financial strain, fear of looking foolish, fear of not having what it takes, fear of success. That Mm -hmm. is a huge thing. It is. Fear of many different things. And you have to kind of sit with that for a while. And it may be one, two, three, or all of the above, Mm -hmm. but- God can reveal that to you. Absolutely. And it may take a few weeks. It may take a few months. It may take the entire year. Mm -hmm. But if you took the entire year just sitting with him first, reading scripture, journaling, and by the end of the year, you're still going to, you're going to be doing better than you were before, even if you didn't find out what your fear was until a year later. Right. And sometimes those fears may just disappear. I mean, they may just go away. Like we, you know, as we step closer and closer into what our true calling is, and as we really step more into our true relationship or friendship with Jesus, the more those fears just are irrelevant. They just don't even mean anything to us, really. I mean, they can still exist, but we just learn to do it afraid, right? Mm -hmm. Because we know we're not doing it alone. That's probably the biggest thing for me. And that early in this year, we're in early 2020, still 2022. And earlier in this year, when I was sitting with my quiet time, is what people call it, we can talk about that a little bit, but my quiet time and just journaling and thinking on things, some very specific scriptures on fear came to my mind. And so there are really just three, if we want to break it down, there's three basic ways for us to combat fear. If you have time, we'll go through this really quickly. Okay, so three basic steps to combating fear. So number one, acknowledge fear is a liar. I love that song, by the way. Fear is a liar. I didn't even think about that being a song. Hey, I wasn't trying to steal that. And trusting the Lord is safety. And that comes from Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. 
So basically a snare is a device for trapping small birds, for animals. The fear of man does the same thing. Right. It traps you. Yeah. And we spend, we put so much effort into pleasing men and pleasing other people and what they think of us that we get trapped. And a snare is also described as something that's deceptively attractive. So we get caught in being this deceptively attractive thing of looking great, looking a certain way to please other people, when in reality, that's just fear snaring us. So does that speak to you at all? Yeah. I mean, of course. Second thing is seek the Lord and be delivered from all fears. The psalmist writes in 34.4, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Deliverance of all my fears is promised with that simple action of seeking him, spending time with him every day. There's a promise that you're going to be delivered from your fears. So I don't know how, I don't know how you spend time with the Lord in, on a daily basis, but I, ju- I simply take out my Bible. I take out a, a quick little book that I'm reading. I will look in it. I will, if there's a scripture mentioned, I'll go read the scripture by context and then I'll take my journal and whatever thoughts are in my mind from that, I just write them down. Just keep it really simple. Just basically emotionally brain dump, emotionally dump. Emotionally brain dump, right. And then the final thing is Psalm 25, 14. Step three would be make your best friend Jesus. So the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. So there is a healthy fear that we can have, and that's fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And when we have that healthy fear of him, then we really want to be friends with him. We really want to dive into relationship with him. And the only way I can do that is by spending time with him. So every morning this year, it's funny, I, I went onto Facebook for probably one other complete different reason. Side note, the other day, I went onto Facebook to message somebody. And three I, hours later, I caught a story that went through some political posts about COVID that I flipped through, which reminded me to go check this Facebook group to see if they had this bag that was for sale still. And then I went there, but then I remember this girl from high school and I clicked on her name, which brought me over to remember about this house in April Sound that I wanted to see who owned that. So I went to MCAD, Montgomery County Appraisal District, to see who owned the house now and then how much it was worth. But then it brought me to HAR. I'm not kidding. Brought me HAR to looking at properties. And then I came up and then I called my friend. And then literally an hour later, I was like, wait. What was I on here for? What in the crap (laughs) just happened? I was like, are you kidding me? I didn't even message my friend. I didn't even do it. You didn't do what you sat down to do. No, and it was an hour and I just wasted that time. It's so crazy. But anyway, so this year- I was on Facebook looking through somebody's stories and he's, he was like, yay, congratulations to myself. I finished reading the Bible in a year. It was the third time he had done that. And I have always tried to do that every year. And it was like this, in the beginning. <laughs> That's really going to be loud on the mic. I just realized that. I literally would, would not make it past Genesis I wouldn't make it past the clouds (laughs) or the water. Maybe the water is already there. The land. I didn't make it past any of it. But this year I said, no, I'm doing it. And I chose the Bible Project because they have cartoons and I like pictures. And they have a little cartoon video picture thing at the beginning. And then they have the the story. So I think that's fantastic. But I'm going to encourage you in one thing. Give yourself grace. I miss like three, four days. Uh Yeah. Okay. And... And also be willing to move from that path a bit if you need yeah. to. 
here's an example. My son, he's 23. He's in uh, Duke Divinity School right now studying to be a pastor. He is a youth pastor. But I went by his room one day, and I saw his Bible. He's been holding I've been, every time I go to his room to tell him good night or good morning or whatever he's on his bed with his bible. He does not do anything but read his bible. That's like like as far as like his quiet time. So like yeah. I I've got a journal, I got to have the colorful pens. I know you do too. Like it's yeah. all got to be highlighted my I don't think that he's written in his bible maybe 3 or 4 times. Like mine is totally written in. His covers coming off. It's literally falling apart. In my mind I thought he needs a new bible. And then I thought man I wish my Bible looked like that. Yeah, for sure. Because if our Bibles look like that, it'd be a whole different world that we're living in, right? Mm-hmm. Just those three little steps that I gave, you know, the three scriptures. Somebody listening to this might think, you have no idea what my problems are. They're like nightmare quality problems. And I don't. You don't. We we have it good, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, compared to what some people are going through, our children are healthy, we're healthy, I don't know your problems, but I do know the one who holds your problems. Mm-hmm. And I do know the one who can help you through those problems. And I like we do with essential oils and things. We challenge people for 30 days. You know, 30 days, put this oil on you, see what happens. 30 days, do this. T- take this supplement, see what happens. 30 days, do what we suggested. Just get in the Word. Just spend time with Him. Journal. Share with a friend. See what your life looks like in 30 days. And it's not going to take away all your problems. I just think it's going to help you have a peace in the midst of your problems. I totally agree. And since I have been reading every morning, I I caught up on my days. I'm caught up now. But I'm almost all the way through Genesis. And by the way, they were savages. Oh, goodness. Do you know know where human trafficking started? Do you know where – what is it when you're married? Polygamy started? (laughs) I mean, it's all in the Bible. It's all there. It's yeah, all there. It's yeah. nothing new. There's they, nothing new under the sun. They were, I mean, mm-hmm. the two girls that were like, oh, we need to have babies. Let's get dad drunk. And they oh, go, yeah. yeah, it was, man. It's, woo. Yeah. But God yeah. used it all. I know. And these are just stories. I'm like, you know, we're, we're not really trying to be like the people in the Bible. These are stories put there for a reason. And, but what I've seen is this pattern that God, had I mean he just he constantly was there he constantly was bailing people out over and over and over and constantly people were they talked to God just as they would talk to you and I right and I don't know necessarily what that exactly that looked like and you know in those times it sounds like angels came and showed themselves visibly. And maybe they still do to people. They haven't to me. I wish they would. That would be kind of cool. But I just, I see this relationship though, that they, even though they were savages and did some crazy stuff, they still had this relationship with God as a real human person. That is what I want as well. Yeah. And like you said, just reading and journaling is, it's as easy as that, just starting with that. I'm totally into the story now, by the way, because I can press play and it reads to me at the same time. So on the Bible app, you can press – it gives you a certain amount every single day for that read the Bible in a year thing. And then it's just a bite-sized amount. takes me maybe 30 minutes to get through it. And I just press play and then I read it at the same time. That's what I was going to say. it's reading to me. Put your physical Bible in your hands at the time that you're reading it too. I mean, there's something. Oh, that's a good idea. There's something about just being connected to your physical Bible 
that is, I mean, I don't, I don't go anywhere without it. I don't travel without it. I don't, and I've done that for years. Like my Bible goes in my carry on bag. I don't want it to get lost. I'm not saying that because I'm like, ooh, toot my horn. It's just it because it's comfort. It is comfort for me to know that I have that physical Bible there with me. When you really start to look into how the Bible was put together, it's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. The those stories and how deep and how rich it is. It's amazing. That is a fantastic idea because I was actually just thinking about that today because it does feel so impersonal, mm-hmm. impersonal, personable <laughs> to read my app, but I could just press play on my app and then have my yeah, actual Bible. As long Bible. as you have the same version. You're, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you can change the But then version. you can use your little highlighter and you can mark the things that really stand out to you and you can, you know, so it's just a, it's another way, another layer of absorbing and learning because we all have different auditory visual types of learning. I like to participate. Yeah. Like I'm an active listener. I'm an active participant. So I like to I at church I probably drive people crazy around me because I'm like taking notes like, you know, yeah, like a crazy person. To, but it keeps me focused. Because if For I'm sure. not doing that, then I am not listening. Have you do you ever go back and look through your notes? You're like, oh, oh that's good stuff. Oh, yeah. that's good stuff. <laughs> Sometimes then I go back and go, what in the world? I can't read my handwriting most of the times. So that's why it doesn't matter what you're putting down there because Someday, I guess when I'm gone, my kids might want to go through my journals. They might be shocked by some things, but if they can read it, they can they can go through it. <laughs> and I have to point out, you have to have lines, but you don't write on the lines. How, yes, I and know. I, I don't. don't have lines, but I write in a somewhat Very smart, straight. Way. Not really. I kind of write all over the place. But if I have a journal with lines, then I will write on the lines. Yeah. So, no, so I, I don't. I don't write on the lines. We can. We can look at it right here. <laughs> well, it looks good. It's still a journal, still organized. Yeah. Well, where can we find you? Where can people follow you? Where can people – and if you're in the Woodlands or Conroe or Montgomery or Magnolia area and you need a community, maybe you're working at home mm-hmm. alone and your house is just – the walls are closing in on you and everybody else leaves. Your kids go to school. Your husband leaves and goes to work and you just feel alone. And the pantry calls your name. Oh, I promise you, I'm not going to make you do laundry if you come to the grow. Yeah. But if you're sitting at home trying to work, you're going to do laundry. You're going to do right. all the things that you hate to do and don't want to do because you'd rather do that than actually sit down and be productive and efficient. And, you know, so, yeah, the easiest way probably would be, I mean, you can find me personally on Facebook, which is Lori Curry Gaska. But the Woodlands, www.thewoodlandsgrove.com is where you can find my very limited blog postings. It's going to get better. You can find information about the Grove, and you can connect with me. My personal contact information is on that page. So Okay, awesome. It's well, been great. All right, so I got to I gotta start thinking about fear and where my fear is because yeah. there's definitely the fear there. And I'll be praying about that and writing about that. And let us know. Yep. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Lori, for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. 
But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.